Welcome to Music History Monday for July 26th, 2021. I'm Bob Greenberg, and the title for today's podcast is Franz Xaver Mozart and the Grandmother of All Shadows. If you haven't already, please consider joining me on my subscription site at patreon.com slash robertgreenbergmusic, where I blog, vlog, podcast, pontificate, review, and bloviate four to six times a week. Let us wish a happy birthday to three notable musicians, the third of whom will be the topic of today's post. On July 26, 1785, 236 years ago today, the composer, pianist, and teacher John Field was born in Dublin. His nocturnes for piano powerfully influenced those of Frederick Chopin. Field died far from home in Moscow on January 23, 1837, at the age of 51. We mark the birth on July 26, 1874, 147 years ago today, of the conductor and double bass player Serge Kusevitsky in the Russian city of Vishny Volochok. He served as music director of the Boston Symphony Orchestra from 1924 to 1949 and was a tireless champion of contemporary music. He founded the Berkshire Music Center at Tanglewood, Massachusetts in 1937 and created the Kusevitsky Music Foundation in 1942. He died at the age of 76 in New York City on June 4, 1951. Okay, here we go. We mark the birth on July 26, 1791, 230 years ago today, of the composer, pianist, conductor, and teacher Franz Xaver Mozart in Vienna. He died in Karlsbad, Austria, at the age of 53, on July 29, 1844. He also went by the name of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, Jr. Yes, indeed. He was the sixth and youngest child born to Wolfgang and Constanze nie Weber Mozart, the younger of their two surviving boys. He grew up to become a pianist and composer in his own right. It was his mother, Constanze Weber Mozart, who insisted on calling him Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart Jr. Thanks, but no thanks, Mom. Bad idea. She should have called him Ernie Shavers, or William B. Williams, or Fidel Flufferman, really anything but Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart Jr. Because no one in the music biz, least not Franz Xaver Mozart, could possibly live up to the name Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart Jr. The Bones of Sons the world is littered with the bones of sons who followed or were forced to follow in their father's career footsteps, only to find themselves overshadowed by their father's excellence to the point of obliteration. For example, raise your hands 
If you have heard of an NBA, meaning an elite professional basketball player, named Patrick Ewing Jr., son of the great Patrick Ewing, I don't see any hands. His name helped him to get to the show, to the pros, but it quickly sank him as well because he could not compare to his father. The same can be said for the professional baseball career of Pete Rose Jr., the football careers of Jerry Rice Jr. and Nate, son of Joe Montana, the hockey career of Trevor, son of Wayne Gretzky, and the basketball career of Marcus, son of Michael Jordan. If these young dudes had all gone into accounting they would have spared themselves the mortifying humiliation of not being able to live up to their father's example. They learned the hard way that there are shadows so large that the shade they cast is virtually inescapable. To his credit, Franz Xaver's older brother, Karl Thomas Mozart, 1784 to 1858, figured this out on his own. At a fairly young age, he was packed off to Prague, there to study piano with the high-end likes of Franz Xaver Niemicek and František Xaver Dusek. We are told that he was a capable pianist. But the young guy had no intention of being forced into a career in music, and as soon as he could rebel, he did rebel. At the still tender age of 13, he walked away from his schooling, and managed to secure an apprenticeship with a trading firm in the Italian seaport city of Livorno. He ended up becoming an official in the Austrian government's financial administration and accounting department. Sadly for him, Franz Xaver could not escape a musical career, which was to a great degree the result of unfortunate timing. You see, he never knew his father, Franz was just four and a half months old when the real Wolfgang Mozart died on December 5, 1791. From the moment of Wolfgang Mozart's untimely death, his widow Constanze got it into her head that her infant son Franz Xaver was Wolfgang reincarnate. She began calling him Wolfgang and insisted everyone else should as well. By the age of two, he was already taking music theory and piano lessons. Letters between Franz Xaver and his older brother Carl Thomas, oh, the rotten son who ran away, tell the sad story of a child being pushed to his limit. Franz Xaver revealed that for as long as he could remember, he had been under, quote, immense pressure, unquote, and was, quote, not treated very well at home. Unquote. Constanze was indeed relentless. In a letter written in 1801, she told the nine-year-old Franz Xaver that, quote, a child that disappoints their parents will encounter disgrace and misery. Let these words be a warning to my lovely son, unquote. Franz Xaver received a superb music education from Viennese masters who taught him for free out of respect for his father. Those teachers included Antonio Salieri, 
1750 to 1825, Johann Nepomuk Hummel, 1778 to 1837, Andreas Stryker, 1761 to 1833, and Johann George Albrechtsberger, 1736 to 1809. For our information, Salieri and Albrechtsberger were, as well, Beethoven's teachers, and Hummel and Stryker were, as well, Beethoven's friends. Like his father Wolfgang, Franz Zeber learned to play piano and violin and studied composition. He made his public debut as a pianist at the age of 13 when, in April of 1805, he performed one of his father's piano concerti at a packed theater on der Wien. The critics were not unkind, quote, he gave a nice if slightly slow rendition of his father's piano concerto, unquote, wrote one reviewer. But an editorial in the prestigious Algemeine Musikalische Zeitung offered up an ominous warning. Quote, May he never forget that although the name Mozart currently grants him some indulgence, it will place great demands on him later on. Unquote. Two years later, on March 30, 1807, Antonio Salieri declared that his now 15-year-old pupil possessed, quote, a rare talent for music, unquote, and he predicted that Franz Zaver would have a musical career, quote, not inferior to that of his celebrated father, unquote. Poor Franz Zaver Mozart. He had to have known that Salieri was blowing smoke up his wazoo, because for all the flattery he received, the young man was not fooled. He understood that it was his last name, Mozart, that opened doors, and not Franz Zaver. Unlike his father, who was an extroverted party animal, Franz Zaver was quiet and introverted. Unlike his father, who harbored virtually no self-doubt whatsoever, Franz Zaver was, like most of the rest of us, given to self-deprecation and tremendous self-doubt. Quote, he constantly underrated his talent and feared that whatever he produced would be compared with what his father had done. Unquote. And that's exactly what happened. He was a competent composer, but not much more. He didn't compose all that much music. His final opus number is 30. He composed only a few pieces after 1820, when he was 29 years old. In 1842, he was asked to compose a piece to accompany the unveiling of a monument in Salzburg dedicated to his father. Riddled with self-doubt, he refused, telling the organizers that he was a musician of, quote, little ability, bound to disappoint, unquote. Franz Zaver wrote mostly chamber and piano works. He did compose two piano concerti, which are among his best works. The first one, in C major, Opus 14, 1809, is in the style of his father's later piano concerti. The second, in E flat major, Opus 25 of 1818, is a more expansive, less classically structured work. 
Both works demonstrate the sort of complex piano figuration that was his teacher Hummel's stock in trade. We'll briefly discuss both these concerti in tomorrow's Dr. Bob Prescribes Post. Escape. In 1808, the 17-year-old Franz Xaver Wolfgang Mozart had had enough and left home. We are told in the literature that he needed to earn some money, but we suspect that what he really needed was a life of his own. He became something of a journeyman musician, alternately teaching aristocratic girls how to play piano, concertizing with his father's music, and directing various musical organizations in what today is Germany, Ukraine, and Poland. Ironically, in 1841, he was appointed honorary Kapellmeister of the Mozarteum in Salzburg, the hometown his father had fled exactly 60 years before, in 1781. Franz Xaver Mozart never married, and to our knowledge, he never fathered any children. He died of stomach cancer on June 29, 1844, in the spa town of Karlsbad, today known as Karlovy Vary in the Czech Republic, where he is buried. Even in death, he could not escape his father's Mount Everest-sized shadow. On Franz Xaver's tombstone is etched the following epitaph, quote, son of the great Mozart. May the name of his father be his epitaph, as his veneration for him was the essence of his life, unquote. Yeah, we suppose there are worse epitaphs, better here than Philadelphia, though the message is clear. If Babe Ruth is your father, it's probably best not to seek out a professional career in baseball. Postscript. Issues of paternity. For many years, the rumor circulated that Franz Xaver Mozart was not, in fact, Wolfgang Mozart's son, but rather the son of Mozart's student, Franz Xaver Sussmeier, 1766-1803. The evidence for this is circumstantial, but nevertheless compelling. Franz Xaver Mozart, born on this day in 1791, would have been conceived in October 1790. Constanze Mozart spent much of the fall of 1790 taking the cure at the spa town of Baden just outside of Vienna. She had done so the previous year as well, during which Wolfgang, suspecting Hanky Panky, wrote her this letter, quote, Dear little wife, I want to talk to you quite frankly. You have a husband who loves you and does all he possibly can for you. I am glad indeed when you have fun. Of course I am. But I do wish that you would not sometimes make yourself too cheap. In my opinion, you are too free and easy. A woman must always make herself respected or else people will begin to talk about her. Remember that you yourself once admitted to me that you were inclined to comply too easily. You know the consequences of that. Remember, too, the promise you gave me. Oh, God, do try. Unquote. 
In order to obviate any such activities in 1790, Mozart sent Constanze away with a chaperone, his student, Franz Xaver Sussmeyer. Some months later, a healthy boy was born and was named Franz Xaver Mozart. Bada bing! How many smoking guns do we need? Except, except that, one, Sussmeyer was almost certainly homosexual, which would have made him Mozart's perfect candidate to chaperone Constanze in Baden. And two, Franz Xaver Mozart had the same unusual outer ear deformity to his left ear that Wolfgang had to his right ear. Inheritance wins out. Case closed. Franz Xaver Mozart was Franz Xaver Mozart. Thank you. To sample and download one or all of my many courses on subjects musical produced by The Great Courses slash The Teaching Company, please visit my website at robertgreenbergmusic.com.